You're listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we firmly believe that love is the answer and we are spreading it like wildfire. You're invited to come spend time with us in authentic connection, growth, reflection, and celebration. Life coach, author, and speaker, Abigail Gazda, will be sharing amazing humans living their hearts unleashed to inspire you to do the same. You will hear from men, women, and young people from all industries sharing their insights and inspiration as they have paved their way to their fullest lives. Here at the Hearts Unleashed podcast, we are turning dreamers into doers. So if you are ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. Hello. You are listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, episode 30, Ask Abigail Anything. Okay, you guys. I am so excited. We have reached another milestone, episode 30. And I remember saying on Monday's 15-minute fill-up that we would celebrate uh, 20 and 30 in October. I missed it by a day or two. So we're celebrating episode 30 here in November, which is totally fine. But as I mentioned in the last episode, in in number 20, the importance of self-celebration. You guys, when you truly learn to celebrate yourself, and it's actually something I work on with my clients, like diligently, because it generates your own darn excitement. And, you know, we always want other people to celebrate us. And when they don't, it can really seem to diminish like what we're up to. And that's just not that cool. Like if you're sitting around waiting for others to, you know, pat you on the back or acknowledge you, you may be waiting a very long time. So why not just go ahead and celebrate yourself? Uh, Sometimes it's with a treat. Like I'm a sweet tooth, like nobody's business. And, you know, episode 20, I had some red velvet cake, but sometimes that means like going and getting the Starbucks instead of Dunkin' Donuts. That's like my favorite example, but celebrating your darn self is okay. It's not selfish. And it's incredibly fulfilling. And it's also very motivating. When you can count on yourself to celebrate yourself, reaching milestones has this new level of like excitement and drive. Because there's no disappointment waiting at the end of that. If you're counting on someone else to celebrate you, you catch yourself disappointed and it diminishes the whole point of it. So anyways, I hope that little tidbit, um, like, you know, maybe you see what's missing in your own self-celebration or where you catch yourself relying on others to celebrate you. But, you know, this is a big thing about, you know, I am all for millennials. Like I'm a, I am a millennial. I'm considered in this generation and I'm a very proud millennial, but I want to speak to all this millennial bashing about us being like spoiled, entitled brats. Like I am not cool with that. (laughs) I think the millennial group is incredibly innovative and creative and expressive and really willing to like speak their mind and, and, um, We've been trained to believe that we are great. And, you know, the whole, there's this whole thing about we get trophies for just participation. Um, I get it. I definitely believe that success is earned and so is um, like credibility. However, I also believe that 
like it's necessary to believe you're great and you can like step into your greatness and so it's like a fine line and I get it because there is a fine line between the entitlement and um like just the self-love piece but self-love is absolutely essential and I can't tell you how many people say oh my god you're 29 I wish I knew some of the lessons that you seem to have learned you know I'm like you know 40 50 60 and I'm still learning those lessons uh you can there like there's no age there's no thing but when it comes to being a millennial i just really want to celebrate being a millennial and celebrate being my damn self and i want you to celebrate being your damn self and like the fact that no matter what age and what generation you're born into you're amazing and you don't actually need a trophy or certificate to prove that you don't need a pat on the back or an acknowledgement from someone else you can provide that for yourself and what it has generated for me is this inner peace this inner knowing and this self-love that I cannot even begin to let you like know I'm sure you see it because I am, am happy to radiate it because I spent so much time in either self-hate or self-criticism or denial of the greatness because with sometimes my athlete mentality will sneak up and say that's not good enough you have to do better or more 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 and it created this lack of fulfillment this sense of longing for like a resting and like just being okay and like considering myself a success and like to do that now I can like flourish while like strive and flourish but I also know that I am fine just the way that I am I don't have to become any better or different or more of anything to accept myself and accept my greatness and then share it so that tangent was long enough I hope it served you and I will always speak self-celebration it's one of my biggest um, foundational pieces. I work very diligently with my clients to learn self-celebration because when you can do that, you can really begin to um, take it to the next level. So that's my shtick about that. So if you have any questions, let me know. All right. um, We're going to go ahead and celebrate the next piece of this. All week, I've been asking people for questions for this episode. That whole Ask Abigail Anything is to bring in a new feature and I have the 15 minute Phillips with her, which are so much fun. And it's really one way street there where I am sharing insights in my own transformation. And when working with clients, like there are many human patterns that I have noticed and I love to shine light on them so that we can begin to put words to what we feel and what we think, but it's operating under the surface. So Those are what those 15-minute Phillips are. And then obviously my interviews, which I love bringing guests onto the show to bring in a whole different perspective, to speak to the different industries that people are in and you guys as listeners, like whatever you hear and what those guests say and what it means to you. 
Now this one, I want to engage you guys. I want to hear what you want to know. And I want to answer the questions that you really have. And so yeah, all week I've been asking on my social media channels. So, you know, Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram, I've been all over there saying, send me your questions. And I've got some really good ones for you today. But also something else that I've been saying all week is that I'm giving a $10 iTunes gift card away. And I'm about to give it away right now for you guys to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. So you guys, I'm just going to always be transparent about how valuable your ratings and reviews are. Go and rate and review it, please, so that we can reach more hearts. Okay, that is the whole point. I want you to go rate giving up giving up the memoir of a quitter. It's my book and it's on Amazon and it's on Audible. And now the iTunes, you can do this on uh, I have the Facebook page, but I'm always going to be transparent about asking for these ratings and reviews. And I'm giving away a gift card because I personally decided I would much rather spend my money on my listeners and give you guys money than paying Facebook ads or Instagram ads or Google ad da da da. Like you are way more worth it. And I just love hearing how this podcast and how my content and my work and my heart is impacting yours. So I'm always going to invite you to go share and you'll see more gift cards pop up because it is so worth spending money on you guys than spending money on ads for days. So if you're interested, you can always take me up on these gift cards. And I want to let you know that the very first gift card is going out to Madame Nikon. I don't know if it's Nikon or Nikon, so forgive me, but her review is another five-star review. And I want to thank anyone else who also participated in this little iTunes uh, giveaway as well. But the five-star review from Madame Nikon is everyone wins. So listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast has not only touched my life, but it has touched those around me as well. Whether I'm listening in my bed, in my car, or in my classroom, the 15-minute Phillips have a way of drawing anyone who's listening around you to become unleashed as well. Tell Abby I love her too, says one of her students. Abby said it. Speak your truth no matter what. You rock, Abby. And you rock too, Madame Nikon. Thank you so much. And just wow. Thank you for listening in your classroom and sharing this with people around you. I want to share a universal law that I love telling people who are mid-transformation. When an element transforms... By nature, the elements around it transform as well. So when you take on raising your vibrational level, when you take on your own transformation and growth, you by nature impact those people around you. This is called the ripple effect. And it's my favorite. Like, I know that when I'm working with a client or when I'm speaking at a workshop or giving a talk or these and everything, guys, oh, I'm so moved. I love what I do and I love living unleashed and I love knowing that because I'm committed to doing this, 
I'm unleashing hearts and they're unleashing hearts and they're unleashing hearts. Like the ripple effect can, it brings me to tears so often. And it, and it also something that I always tap into is what I like to call hilarious joy. <laughs> so like, can you imagine? I, I You have. You can imagine because you've been there at times in your life when your life is literally so joyful that it's hilarious. Like all you can do is laugh about it. <laughs> and so I want you to tap into that feeling because when you're consciously choosing to raise your vibrational level and you're choosing to feel better, like you're the one who gets to say so. And I want to make a referral because I absolutely love uh, Abraham Hicks. Is uh, She's very into the law of attraction and all of those things. And she talks about doing just what feels good. I am constantly, constantly, constantly honoring what feels good for me. And choosing to do things that are a natural expression of myself. So this podcast is such a natural expression of me that it requires very little work to show up for it. I love doing this. And that's why I wanted to turn over the questions to you guys, because I want to continue to inspire you to do what feels good for you. And that is literally hearts unleashed. Like that's what it means is for you to be doing what is a natural expression of you. And then from there, look out for what you create and develop. It's beautiful. And so we're going to go ahead and get started with the questions. Okay. So this first question is one that I get often and I love answering it because one of my favorite things about myself is being relatable. I relate to people because I get humanity. And this started so early on when I was a teacher, my students related to me as a gym manager, my clients and my staff related. And, you know, there's sometimes that people don't relate, but I really pride myself on being able to relate to others and them relate to me. But something that I've noticed um, sets me apart or when people don't feel related is when I take on like a better than, better than you or better than stance. So this is a really interesting piece and it's a very technical, um, I haven't even asked the question yet, but I'm going to give you part of the answer. But, you know, when you put yourself above others, you become this like untouchable or unrelatable. And I never want to be that. Like my commitment is that you get how human I am. (laughs) And so It's interesting because sometimes I don't want to be human. I wish I didn't need sleep. I wish I didn't need food. I want to like work all the time because it's what creates so much energy for me. So many people wonder like where I get all my energy from. And I'm not kidding you. It's natural. Like I literally sometimes I'm just buzzing with energy and it is so authentic. (laughs) I don't know where it comes from. But I'm going to give you some tips. So I'm going to go ahead and read this very first question. This listener says, You advise people to treat themselves or take care of themselves first so that they can focus and take care of others. How do you do that? 
What actions or suggestions do you have to take care of you first? We see you having a busy life on Instagram and Facebook, which seems to be like you are just so go, go, go. So do you ever sleep? How much sleep do you get? And how do you get rest in order to rejuvenate, in order to get up the next day and just go? So really, how do you take care of yourself? Holy moly, what a great question. I love it. I'm going to compartmentalize this answer because I can ramble on about this one forever. Now, let me start by saying I was not this way naturally. This, where I'm at, how much I'm up to, and how much I can produce in a given day is very much a result of my accomplishment coaching coaching program. Now, I'm not saying everybody has to go sign up for it. However, if you want to, I highly suggest it. Um, I'm not saying that's mandatory in order for you to be able to take care of yourself. However, being a lifelong athlete, it became ingrained to me to put others first, to put the team before me, to, um, you know, the team victory before the self victory. And I come full circle. I still agree with that. However, I have learned the undeniable law of the universe that wellness reigns supreme. Let me repeat that. Wellness reigns supreme. You simply cannot truly take care of others unless you take care of yourself. So I want to start with the foundation. This is pivotal and it's why I say it so often. We are serving from an empty cup and what it causes is resentment and exhaustion and lack of fulfillment. And that's where your lack of energy lies. When you're serving from an empty cup, no wonder we can't wake up and jump out of bed and go do it, right? I get it. But when you are crystal clear about the impact, like that your mission is bigger than you, you can't get out of bed fast enough. You can't speak to enough people. You can't like, I can't, I can't have enough clients. I can't this, I can't, I can't sell enough books because I'm trying to get the message out there that you've got to become your fullest self and take care of you first. So thanks for this question, my beautiful listener. Now, let's get into the technical side of this answer. How do you do that? So the way you be about it is inspired, right? You're clear about your mission. That was the first part of the answer. Now some of the technical stuff is you've got to take care of you. And the go, go, go. I'm going to acknowledge I am go, go, go. Every hour of my life is booked. And it's on purpose. I'm not a victim of that. That is a choice and a very happy choice. And so, you know, that's not for everyone. I actually that is for everyone. Every hour of your life is booked. (laughs) You're living. However, it's how you book it. That's a big difference. So I usually have clients get incredibly clear about their priorities. And then you shape your life around that. So my priority is like build a brand and make a difference with it and cause a ripple effect that unleashes the hearts of this world. Every day I wake up and go to bed in that mission because it is a natural expression of me. So when we're talking about energy, my energy comes from the fact that I have chosen to do something I love 
every day. So everything that I do serves the greater purpose. Part of my wellness is having learned to say no to things that distract me from my greater purpose and my destination. So great question. But as far as the technicality of how to do that, it's about what your priorities are, where they lie, and the fact that we aren't straight about our priorities. Probably a great one is like parenting. You choose to be a parent. And I want to acknowledge you for that. Take a look into your life. like, And you can translate this to job. You can translate this to relationship. So it's not just about the parents. And then, like, I'm not a parent. so, But I coach so many clients who are parents. And they're building businesses. And there's this, like, victimhood between, oh, I can't do this because I've got that going on or whatever. But that's where you've got to get clear about your priorities and then just delegate or um, allot your time to such. So I love it because I have one example of a beautiful mother who's growing a business and talking about like her, her family. She will always choose her motherhood over her business. Now there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But then she was scratching her head a little bit about like, why isn't my business growing? I'm like, well, you will drop everything for your kids. And again, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Like I acknowledge it. It's beautiful. However, there goes some of those business hours and it can all, you can have everything. There's a, there's so many layers to this answer. I'm realizing as I'm answering it. (laughs) However, It's perfect because my invitation is get clear about your priorities and delegate your life as such. This may be that you have to actually look at where you already are spending your time. I love the question that if I were a fly on the wall of your life, what would I see? What's the truth about it? So what I mean is you say you want this, but none of your actions would actually prove that that's what you're working for, right? So when I say I want to unleash the hearts of this world, if you were a fly on the wall of my life, you would see that everything I'm up to is about unleashing the hearts of this world. Where I go, there I am. I, I take all of me with me when I go anywhere. And so no matter where I am, whether it's on a construction site these days or at a business meeting or in this podcast or on a stage I am unleashing the hearts of this world and I love it love it and so where do I get this energy from the fact that I know clearly what I'm up to and so how I take care of myself my hours are booked I book massages I book therapy sessions. I book sleep. You guys, I sleep me a solid seven to eight hours a night. I'm not a a 3am'er by no means. And um, think like, don't fool yourself that I'm doing like two and three, four hours of sleep because that I don't think that that's necessary for success. Not at all. So I get plenty of rest. In fact, I even nap. (laughs) I book naps. And so there's plenty of sleep. 
There's plenty of healthy eating. There's plenty of water. It's all of the most natural and textbook answers for self-care. And it's all booked in my schedule. And so are all my business meetings and my calls and my follow-ups and my writing. It's just hella booked. So that's my favorite. Now that's a strategy. And what I want to say, because I say it in every opportunity I get, it's not about what you do. It's about who you're being while you're doing it. So I used to be a victim of my schedule. I had the same schedule booked every hour, but I felt out of control. Now I am so clear about my mission and my destinations and my goals that being booked every hour is a pure joy. So this is a great question that provided like tons of answers. So thank you, my lovely listener. I hope this provided some gems for you guys to begin to, um, number one, self-care, self-care, self-care. Wellness is so important. And one last thing I'm going to say to wrap this piece up is if you are not producing the results that you want, Throw everything out the window, every strategy you have, and just start taking care of yourself. I want to, like, it is in my gut to guarantee and promise you that if you take care of yourself, life will line up behind you. I cannot mean that more seriously because I have tried to over strategize and you're going to bang your head up against the same walls and get the same results and be miserable. I'm clear about that one. I serve too many people who have that breakthrough in self-care and you can too. So thank you for that question. It was so fun to answer. (laughs) All right. So we went with a personal question. Now we're going to go with a podcast question. By far, what has been your most humbling experience as a podcast producer? I love this question. And you guys, interviewing other hearts has been so humbling to bring them to people. And then when I get listener feedback, oh my gosh, I, I cry. I get messages so often. And that's why I ask for reviews so often because you guys are sending me all of this joy and your breakthroughs and I literally want to celebrate you and put you guys on loudspeaker all the time because knowing that I get to make this impact that I'm literally doing what I've set out to do is so humbling and so I want to share one of the most humbling messages that I got and this is from a listener and also a former student who I is so near and dear to my heart and I care so much about And I had no idea that I was impacting him the way that I was. And so it's so beautiful. So I'm going to just share this with you. I've really been wanting to reach out to you and give you some acknowledgement about your work. I'm truly grateful and inspired by your podcasts. Sometimes I'd feel like I'd be lost if I didn't listen to them. I'm not in the best mental state given my rough time and I lose my way often and I feel hopeless sometimes and it feels like every other day. Then I come home and I hear your knowledge you share and your understanding of humanity and the internal side of people. Gosh, 
Please continue to touch a ton of hearts because you have had a big impact on my mindset with your podcast. Thank you so much for what you do and keep inspiring people and getting weird and thriving and all that good stuff. (laughs) So thank you. I know you know who you are and I'm so grateful for your listening. I'm so grateful for anybody listening to this podcast. And you guys, this is exactly why I do what I do. Because we are not alone in our struggles. We're not alone in the things that we go through. And it is beyond humbling. It is an honor to be someone who makes a difference for people. So thank you, listener. And thanks for your question about what's so humbling about this. I love what I do. And that's how I get up out of bed every day. (laughs) Okay, so the next question is from another listener who is beautiful and wonderful. And so this question, let me find it. Is, how do you stay focused and on track? How do you keep up with the follow through with your plans and goals, etc.? I have grand plans and goals and actions I want to take, but I can't get them started or I only last a few days. I know self-determination is a major key, but any advice? Thank you for being such an inspiration and empowered woman. Thank you, lovely listener. I love you. Thanks for asking that question. I think it's a great one. And I think that we all struggle with it because it may look pretty from the outside because you see what I produce, but I'm going to tell you it's all practice and growth as well. I'm telling you my follow through is not probably as great as you think it is. I have a list of Oh my gosh, 50 unanswered emails. And so follow through is a great piece. But again, it's not always about what you do. It's who you be. Something that I want to answer this question with is an exercise that you can do for yourself, which is knowing the difference between spoken commitments and your underlying commitments. So I had a major breakthrough in my follow through and the execution of my goals and my words when I realized that much of my underlying commitment was to stay comfortable. Oh my goodness. When I would get overwhelmed with my goals, I get sleepy. I already said in this episode, I get a good seven hours at night, but midday when it's time to answer emails, I'll sit down at the computer and all of a sudden I'm really tired or I'm really hungry or I think of the 97 other things I'd rather do. Anybody else feeling me on that? That's a big one. So how to stay on track with follow through is stay on track with follow through. Make yourself a promise and keep it because what your underlying commitments are, what our underlying commitments are as humans is to stay comfortable and stay safe and stay predictable. We prefer our predictable lives versus the unknown future, right? I've said that a lot. I say it in my book. I say it all the time. But when it comes to doing things that are unpredictable or you don't know the results, our natural distraction factors come through. So you may get sleepy, you may get hungry, you may um, get irritated, you may get weepy and cry, or like 
I love the, I get started on them, but it only lasts a few days. Guys, I get you. That's because we are not producing results in just a few days. Our commitments are marathons. They are not sprints. So when we try something for a little while, like the greatest example is a diet, right? We get all jazzed, we go grocery shopping, we juice for a few days, or and we haven't lost 20 pounds in the three days that we want, therefore we get discouraged. Guys, this podcast is a great example. I have a goal and a commitment to unleash the hearts of this world. I also have a goal to have 10 million downloads and 10 million subscribers. And and I think I have like, I don't know, I'm making it up, but like, let's say I have 10, right? So 10 versus 10 million. If I gave up because I'm not producing the results, then yeah, I'm not going to follow through. It's about belief though. I believe in the end game and I'm willing to see it through. I'm going to wrap this question up with a beautiful awareness that I learned in my landmark education. Stay in your lane, basically, right? We play the comparison game all the time. So if you're looking at me and I'm further down the path that you want to be on, like let's use a scale, a gradient right now, scales one to 10, zero being nowhere, 10 being top of the mountain. I put myself somewhere at a five and a six in my long game. I'm not exactly where I want to be yet. I want to be speaking in front of thousands of people. Oh my gosh, I could go on about my dreams, sorry. But I see women who are at a nine and a 10 speaking on stages. Their book sells itself. They have thousands of podcast subscribers. Like there's a vision, right? But The stay in your lane concept is I'm at a five or six. I'm about to be the best damn five or six you ever seen. (laughs) So the lesson that I learned is be where you're at. You'll evolve naturally. If you're beating the hell out of yourself for not being a 10 yet, you can't be the two. You can't be the five or the six because all you're thinking about is being the 10. So you got to gauge where you are. If you're just starting out on your diet, you're at a one and it's fine. Be a one, be a one every day. And naturally you're going to evolve. You're going to lose a couple pounds. You're going to feel healthier. Your pants are going to fit better. Now you're at a two. You naturally level up. I'm just being a five or a six right now. And I'm being every bit of a five or a six, which means I don't have all the answers. I'm so willing to learn from others and be coached through the evolution by others who are beyond me. So stay in your lane. Follow through. Like when it comes to sitting down at email, sometimes I practically have to saran wrap myself to the chair because I get all squirrely. My squirrel brain's like, you'd rather be doing anything else. So sometimes it does require you doing the things that like aren't so glamorous. Like um, when it comes to a diet, the things that aren't so glamorous are waking up when you need or like fitting the workout in where it belongs for you. 
my energy's at night. It's 8.30 right now, and I'm recording a podcast episode. Like, I don't know where everyone else fits it in, but this is what works for me. So you got to serve you. You got to do what works for you. You sleep when you sleep. You rest when you rest. You eat when you eat. What works for you? That's one more thing about this. Oh, my gosh. Tangents. (laughs) There is no one size fits all. If you're buying into a program and you think that program is going to fix you, I'm going to break some news. It's not about what you do or the structure it fits in. It's got to work for you. It's got to be so authentic. That's where the consistency fits in. If you're a parent and you buy into a structure that requires you to do something while it's parenting time, you're not going to do it. If you're trying to fit a mold, you're not going to do it. My biggest message all the time is do you boo boo do you like you're gonna you're gonna fall in love with yourself and you're gonna discover who you are and you're gonna find out what works for you and I'll be real honest listeners it is a trial and error basis that's the stay in your lane piece is what works for the tens doesn't work for the twos and there's nothing 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 wrong with that. But as you evolve, you will find out what works for you. I look at others constantly and then I take what works for me and I translate it into my life. And as you can see, it's working. It's working well and it's growing every single day. And I love it. And I love you. So I hope that that answers a little bit of your questions about follow through. How do you stay true? The last, 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 last piece of this is you've got to stop breaking your promises to yourself. Be your word. So what I mean by that is my who I am has evolved, right? I wanted to be a teacher since the ninth grade. I became a teacher and then I didn't want that anymore. Like I did it, but I continue to evolve myself. Now I'm a podcaster. I declared a word and I did it. And I'll carry this through until it runs dry. Where I chose that it's Hearts Unleashed. Like I can do hundreds of episodes and I can choose to end it whenever. But I'm loving it. I love it. So I'm constantly evolving and I'm okay with not knowing where my heart takes me. But when you declare a promise to yourself and you keep breaking it, you'll see that you're disappointed. So honor the words that you declare to yourself. That's the follow through. So what about, um, you know, follow through on emails and this and that and the other. If you're not following through on your word, that's where you got to start. Okay. Love you. That one's a fun one to answer. And these answers can keep taking me down rabbit holes. I love this. (laughs) I hope you're enjoying it as much as me. And I would love your feedback on this because obviously this is my first attempt at how this is going. So yeah. All right. Went from a personal question to another podcast question. Personal. Now another podcast. 
As a new podcast producer, do you have any advice to give to those seeking to start their own podcast or any advice that you wish you would have gotten starting out? Ooh, this is a great one. Um, so advice to give to those seeking to start their own. You ready? Easiest. Just do it. Just start already. Quit dragging your feet. The thing I want to give to you guys about starting a podcast or anything, obviously, is write down all the reasons you're not and get rid of them. So one of mine was, oh, I'm not a techie. I don't know how to produce or edit. It was editing. I'm like, oh, I don't know how to edit. You know what? I got rid of that. I found a producer and he's amazing. Chance, leave that in there. You guys are going to meet Chance very soon because he's going to end up on the Hearts Unleashed podcast. He has, he's literally finding out by editing. <laughs> but um, and he's hearing it for the first time through this podcast episode. But I am going to bring Chance's brilliance to you guys by way of his voice. He's also the person who reads the outro of this podcast. So it is so cool. Make sure you're listening listening all the way through to the very end because there are treats at the end of this by the commercials and everything and I have clearly trailed off but some advice to people who are starting their own podcast is you're going to learn what works for you and that's the advice is do what is truly authentic for you because this is a sea of podcasts and I'm a believer in abundance that there's room for everybody and there's room for you to do what you want and you're going to have a market that listens to you there are ears ready for your message there are hearts ready for your message so stop procrastinating stop allowing your excuses to stop you and just start doing it so any advice that i wish i would have gotten starting out um you know there's mistakes that you'll only learn by doing it some lessons that I've learned is like what works oh my gosh I could give you tons of like technical stuff about the sound quality which is I'm recording in my closet right now (laughs) Um, I'm recording my closet you need a quiet space Um, professional microphone is very important Um, I record on zoom media when I'm using interviews so you want a um You want a recording method to extract the audio from your interviews. And, oh, this is a tip I love. So I use Zoom intentionally because I can see the the guest. So I'm actually having a face-to-face interview with the guest, and then you guys get the audio. I think it's great for flow of the organic conversation. So if you're starting a podcast, um, another place to start. So actually, this is great. I've had a lot of people say, I want to start a podcast. Where do I start? I tell them, okay, do 20 live Facebook interviews. Or, you know, 20 is just what I throw out there. But if you really like want to flex your muscles on your interview abilities, start interviewing people on live and see how you like. You may realize that you don't like it. You may realize that you don't like speaking as much as you thought or it may seem like you'll really start to uncover some things that you would only uncover by trying it. And that's exactly what I'm doing. So as I've uncovered or like what I've uncovered as I've done this is I love having a producer. Love it. 
if I were a millionaire, I would like always choose to do that because I'm bootstrapping it. I'm figuring this out as I go. I don't have all the money in the world yet. I so sometimes I have to really like muster up some sponsorships or uh, I use my business income to pay for the editing. So it seems glamorous from the outside, but this is nitty gritty stuff that I'm giving you right now. And you have to be committed. <laughs> we just had a question about follow through, right? You got to have a clear purpose a clear vision and a clear message. So if this is all stuff like this goes towards writing a book, building a brand, starting a business, you got to be really clear about what for. Now, I'm going to use this question to distinguish the difference between why and what for. Now, this is so cool because I was just getting text messages from a former client asking me, how did you find your why? And I said, first off, it's not my why. I'm real mama bear about that because why, if I ask you why anything, you're going to be really defensive. But if I ask you, well, what for? Then you have to actually look inward and say, well, what for? Yeah, what for? What am I doing this for? And when it's a what for question, I say, well, oh my God, what for? Because I do want people to know that they're great and I want them to have permission to be themselves. What for? Oh my God, I want to impact millions of people. What for? Wow. Like I want to share the hearts of this world that are already living out loud to inspire those who are just dying to do so. So this is so great because I want people who know they, who are willing to have their best life and just don't clearly know how to do it yet. That's what this podcast is for. That's my mission. I'm willing and I have no idea where to start. I want to keep bringing knowledge to this world about how you can do that. So what for? Ask yourself, what for would I start a podcast? What for would I start a business? What for would I get into a new relationship? Guys, that's a good one. What's your new relationship for? Do you just want a boyfriend or girlfriend? Like, is that going to validate you that you're pretty or lovable? Because that ain't what for. That's filling a void. What for would, what would a relationship truly do for you? What would you do for a relationship? Job or promotion or child? Who, I, I love this one. We're my women who are just craving being moms. When I was 24 and 25, I wanted to be a mom more than I wanted anything. And it was like this huge missing for me. I wanted to be a mom. And then I got divorced. I wanted to be a mom even more. It was like my campfire turned into a bonfire, turned into like a blazing building. I wanted to be a mom. I was like, okay, I don't need a man. I'll have a baby on my own. I know I've trailed off, but this is a great story that I love to share. I wanted to be a mom more than anything. And when I got divorced... My motherhood 
got put off indefinitely and I was crushed. The thing I wanted the most, what I thought would give me the most meaning and purpose, just I didn't know when that would happen for me and that made me very sad. I thought I got divorced in February. I tell this story a lot, but never in the podcast. We got divorced in February, and the way that like our life was going was we were going to start a family June of that same year, and I, like this was like a left field thing. And so when June came, I was not doing well mentally. Like I was really mourning the idea that I thought I was getting. Like I was kind of in this uphill thing like this uphill momentum like super excited because what I you know as a girl as a female it's part of like our natural biology to like motherhood we are natural you know I am so rambling and I don't even care so I wanted to be a mom so badly and it was coming down the pipe I was so excited and all of a sudden it was gone and when June came I was sad because it was missing. And come July, I was like, wow, it's not happening. So I began to go to therapy because I was in breakdown around this. And I went to therapy and I was, you know, sharing and sharing and sharing and digging in on it about like how badly I wanted a child and I was going to, I'd have one on my own by a certain age if I didn't find somebody. Like I was just going off the the radar with it. And so what I had really discovered was that I wanted to have a baby to love a child as much as I had wanted to be loved or to love somebody the way that I thought I should have been loved. And that blew my own mind. I blew my own mind with when my words came spilling out of my mouth. And I, you know, I've said this in many social media posts is there are no words more powerful than your own out loud. And that happened for me. I realized I wanted a baby so badly so that I could fill a missing. I felt unlovable. I felt unloved. And so I thought that having a baby and loving it would make me feel more whole and more complete, and it would give me purpose. And that rocked my world. The fact that that was just not the case. Like, I ha- what I got present to was my maternal needs, my maternal desires, and my ma- natural maternal instincts and my maternal nature. This was such a breath of fresh air because what I realized is I do not need to have a baby to be maternal. And I became set free, you guys. I became set free from a need to have a baby like right now or ever potentially. I don't know what's in the cards. Like I don't know how this will unfold and I'm willing to discover it. And I'm not um, committed to it going one way or another. I realize how maternal I am and I have owned it so much in so many different ways. First off, in how much love I have literally 
bursting out of my heart. I have just given myself permission to be all of the love that I naturally am. And that is what you guys see. This goes back to the first question. How do you get out of bed and like explode every day? And how do you have all the energy to show up to every meeting? Because I am love. And I have realized that it is so abundant that all I can do is give it away. It's so beautiful. And so I wrap everybody up in this maternal love and I want them to know how great they are and how loved they truly are and be a, a be proof of that. And it will never run out ever, 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 ever. because I serve with myself with that love first. I give all myself all that love and then it begins overflowing and I go deliver it gladly gladly. And so there's that piece. And then two, I see how I am a mother in so many ways. I'm a mother, like I I love being this forever aunt so far. Like I can't wait till all, my best friends and my, my people are having babies. <laughs> I love it. Love it so much. I also love holding them and giving them kisses and then handing them right back right now. That's where I'm at because I love being nomadic. Ugh, I am so on a tangent, but like I am loving connecting with you guys and sharing me just a little bit more in depth and a little bit more raw and real. And not that I'm not, but um, this is a very personal story that I realize I'm like I've rolled myself into. And so um, I'm a mother to my former students. I'm a mother to every employee I have and have had. I'm a mother to my clients in, in various ways. Like, I am a mother, and, like, it's the feminine energy. I love it. I have lots of masculinity, but I love the feminine energy. And feminine energy is flow and joy and creativity to the max. And so, ah. I have no idea how I ended up where I'm at and I love it. And I'm actually going to go ahead and begin to wrap this episode up and just let you know that it's, I'm going to do the ask Abigail anything episodes every, you know, maybe once a month or something. I don't know, but you kind of get an idea of what it is. And so there are going to be times when I'm on my social media saying, Hey, here's another ask Abigail anything episode ask me anything. One thing that I want to share with you to wrap this up. Actually, this is a very fun way to wrap this up. I just went live on Facebook before starting this and I said, hey, I'm in my closet. This is where I get the best sound quality. And one of the questions was, oh, are you coming out of the closet? (laughs) And I come out of the closet every day in every way in every minute. I started this two years ago on National Coming Out Day. I said, I'm coming out about my passion about being a speaker. So if you have got gigs, if you have got stages, if you have got companies or um, great one, one of my favorites is like uh, network marketing groups. Like if you have an opportunity for a speaker, like I'm your girl, hire me. I, I will never be discreet. (laughs) about wanting to be hired. But the point of that is I am always coming out of the closet. I will always promise you transparency. No bullshit. 
no shit, no kidding. I am real and I am raw and I'm happy to be because what I know is that when I show up real, it creates space for others to show up real. The reason I'm wrapping this up this way is because you can count on me to be me and every bit of me. One example was last summer, I was celebrating having paid off $5,600 of debt. And I was like, yeah, guys, I cut up my credit cards and I paid off all this debt and blah, blah, blah. And I had this message from a, a very dear friend, a college friend who said, cool that you paid that off. But what was awesome about it is that you admitted you had $5,600 worth of debt. I never even thought about it that way. I was like, duh, I'm always going to be real. I don't care about looking good. Like it looks good to like achieve what I do, but I do it all from love and what's an expression of me. It's not to look good. It's to have a lot of fun. I am having a blast in life. (laughs) I am having so much fun. And so I want you to have so much fun. Life does not have to be dreadful. Even the hard stuff, what occurs as hard, does not have to be dreadful or miserable or anything. Life will give you hits. It's okay. People still ask me to this day, like, how are you so okay after divorce? Like, because there's things to be learned. Take everything in stride. Don't stop with a hit. Get back up. And you don't have to hide out while you recover. So be willing to look messy. Be willing to make a mess. Be willing to look messy. Be willing to be asked anything and give an authentic answer. I love you guys. And I want you to have your very best life. And so I am always here for you. Oh my gosh. I'm just moved. And this is a one-sided conversation, so I'm going to stop it. But you're amazing, and you deserve to be the hilariously joyful, and you can be. And it is up to you to grant yourself that permission. So it is certainly time to shift from dreaming to doing. The Hearts Unleashed podcast is proudly supported by I'm Hearing Stories, an audiobook publisher and producer. Audiobooks are a fun, entertaining, and leading-edge way to break into new markets and spread your story like wildfire. If you're an author, coach, speaker, or entrepreneur, it can exponentially enhance your credibility in your field and make you quickly relatable. Okay, so good news. I'm Hearing Stories has helped authors like our Hearts Unleashed creator, Abigail Gazda, turn that dream into a reality. And they can help you too. With I'm Hearing Stories, you get expert guidance to walk you through the murky waters of this process. So here's your inspired action. Click the link below or go to imhearingstories.com and turn your dream of having an audiobook into a reality. for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you loved the show, share it with a friend. 
we love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, head over to heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.